Welcome to the Brentwood Academy podcast. We are a co-educational, independent college preparatory school near Nashville, Tennessee. Our mission is to nurture and challenge each whole person, body, mind, and spirit to the glory of God. This podcast will give you a glimpse into the stories, lives, and relationships that make BA such a special place. For more information about BA, visit BrentwoodAcademy.com. Now on to today's episode. Welcome back to the Brentwood Academy podcast. I'm Jean Natwick. We're doing something kind of fun and different today because it is December and we're coming up on the new year. So we have BA alum Katie Jacobs, class of 2003, with us. And she wrote the most beautiful book called So Much to Celebrate. Um, It's on entertaining and just her family history and her recipes and why she pulled it together. And I can't wait to hear more about it. So Katie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really excited. And I have a lot of questions to ask you. But um, okay, so first, one of the things that I have to mention that when I was pouring through your book, um, came across your smoked brisket chili. So I'm going to start with that, that on this freezing <laughs> cold day, I wish I know, right? you would have brought some so with you. Good. <laughs> and maybe some of the orange donuts too. <laughs> for sure. Um, but first, I want to, before we get into kind of some holiday ideas, yeah. because I think that you could probably offer some really neat ideas. I mean, from table setting to food, you know, just to anything. And I love how it's all pulled together by family. So I want to hear about that. But I want to hear about how this book even came about. I mean, what, what was the, what was the, the push or the idea or whatever came? Well, I have a graphic design degree from Stanford University in Birmingham. So out of school, um, I started working for magazines. I worked for a magazine in Franklin, and then I was the creative director of Nashville Lifestyles Magazine for five years. Um, and it was kind of, it sounds like a big title, but it was really more um, kind of a one-woman show as far as on the art end. Um, so I ended up traveling around to all the new restaurants. It was like right as the Nashville restaurant boom was starting to happen um, and going to all the restaurants, and I realized that, chefs are not food stylists. Um, So I really had to get in there and help them make, you know, the food look amazing. Um, And I really found kind of an untapped passion for that. Um, And so I've always cooked and my family, everybody in my family always cooks. um, But I didn't really realize um, the food styling end of it. So I started food styling and Photographing, And then when I left the magazine, I started my food blog. Um, and so it was kind of an always an end goal to have a book. Um, so I just started creating all this content for the blog. And it was really just recipe testing and, and shooting things. And But everything was always book-minded. Um, so even when we were doing all the shoots for Draper James and um, doing a lot of the styled shoots, I would always tell my photographer, like, make sure we always overshot for book images. And oh, it was sure. just like this book that, that didn't... mine hanging over your head. <laughs> I mean, it didn't um, exist yet. Nobody had picked it up. It was just kind of like always was working towards this book. So we were always overshooting and I was always testing recipes by season because I always knew I wanted it by season. And I had pitched it to a couple publishers along the way and it just didn't um, quite fit or it wasn't the right timing. And and I didn't take those no's as defeat. I just took it as just not, we're not there yet. Um, and then it just, the one pitch stuck. And, and they were like, yes, we want it. HarperCollins wanted it, um, which has been such an incredible blessing. Um, they're a Christian publisher, and they are based in Nashville, and they're the largest Christian publisher in the nation. Um, so wow. it has just Perfect. been 
a dream to work with them and they kind of just get it and and they let me run with it and um which I didn't this is my first book so I didn't know what to expect from a publisher I've heard nightmare stories you know that the process is just yeah that they want to change everything and and they just have been a dream kind of let me do I mean I did everything I've photographed 50 percent of the book the photos that I'm not in are, are my photography I wrote the book. I designed the sampler for the designer to design the book. I mean, wow. shot the cover. So it was kind of um, a dream project because I, I did the whole thing. So you had a lot of control in, yes. in this whole process. <laughs> That's a really little exciting. bit of a control freak. I know. So. Well, no, I mean, I, I would imagine when you have something like it's like your baby. Oh, it is. And for somebody to yes. take it and totally make it not. Right. So that's, I was that's so worried. That. I know. Yeah, I tell everyone I have three children. I have <laughs> two two babies and a book baby. <laughs> I, my, I can't even imagine. Well, you know, it's it's a gorgeous baby. Aww, I will say that. Thank you. I think <laughs> she is too. So, it's so pretty. I, I tell you, I was just like pouring through here looking at, well, I love Well, and this is my copy for the library. I guess Lulu came to my yeah. book signing and she was like, we will not put you in the library, which oh, I was yeah. so honored. I snagged it. I couldn't believe <laughs> I'm the, in the Berwyn Academy Library. I know, actually, so. it's in the glass case right oh, over here. I, I snagged know. it from the glass case. So. Um, well, I love that, um, hearing that, that all along the way. And I want to hear a little bit, too, about, because you had mentioned Draper James, and I know that you yes. were connected in some, doing work with them mm-hmm. in some capacity. Share, share that with me. How did that come about? Um, it, I had done several party shoots for other companies. So I am a um, content provider for companies. So, it, and it is it's strange nowadays that this is a job, because um, when I was younger, I you know, blogging in the internet, and I got my first email, you know, when, as a freshman at Sanford, email just started, you know, and I'm right, not that right. old, it just has not been around <laughs> that long, crazy. it's crazy to think no. that we didn't have email when I was here at BA, you know, it's just crazy to think that, um, so now there are so many bloggers and content providers, um, so companies will send me their products, and then they want to implement it into real-life scenarios mm-hmm. and photographed in these beautiful shoots and that kind of thing. Um, so they're really relying on all these bloggers and influencers have these following followings, um, whether it be Instagram or on their blog, um, and they're more – people take – advice from their favorite bloggers and influencers more than they do like an advertisement right because it feels like we're friends and you can trust me and whatever products i like for my kids you'll love for yours kind of thing um so that's what i ended up doing for draper james they were just um opening their store in nashville their very first flagship Mm -hmm. store um and their creative director elizabeth mayhew just found a party that i did for um another company and she loved it and she reached out to me and say, hey, can we send you some products? Can you put together? And I think the first thing I put together for them was um, a backyard movie party, which ended up being in the book. Fun. And so um, I was like, yeah. So it was kind of testing the waters to see if I was a good fit for them and, and, and vice versa. For me, I only really take on clients and products that I feel like are a good fit mm-hmm. for my brand. Right. Um, so it was. It was such a good fit. You know, I mean, they're kind of their basic – basis for their company is kind of mine is just southern and family and and um kind of those southern sensibilities that reese witherspoon talks a lot about and right. her material um so i did the party for them and we kind of 
fell in love with each other and and I helped um, I was there at the Nashville store opening and and we've done a lot of work together since then and now they carry the book in the store and it's just been a really great relationship wow what a awesome experience or yeah. for something like that to, to happen yes. I mean you're already on this path to do something exciting with your book and then have these types of opportunities. Yeah, and they were before the book even happened, so everything I shot for them. Okay. Yeah, I would think about, let's overshoot it for the book. So I would give Draper James this amount, and then I would keep images that I would think would maybe one day be the book. And Elizabeth Mayhew, who is still the creative director there, she was such an incredible encourager. She um, is an author and has a book published, and um, she has just been an incredible mentor. and, And... has helped me in so many ways, and I I swear that the book wouldn't happen if she wasn't kicking me, going, you really got something here. Like, go ahead and keep pitching it and keep going, and, and um, she was such a great mentor and a friend through the whole process. What a blessing to come across somebody like that, that encourages you along the way, kind of yeah. encourages you to, you know, fulfill your dream. Well, and she is in New York, and is she's a contributor for the Today Show. Like, she's big time. Yeah. And so she had... I couldn't wrap my mind around, like, why was she helping me? Like, I would tell my husband, like, I feel like, you know, like, are, there really are just good people out there that just want to help someone yeah. that's younger than them that it's they nice kind of know see themselves still out there. in. Yes, and, absolutely. And she really spent a lot of time and energy and, and mentoring me and giving me advice through the – I've never published a book before, you know, and I didn't have a book agent, so I didn't go about it the way most authors do. So I didn't have a book agent protecting me and looking at my contract and, you know, kind of the legal right. ends of things. And I didn't know – like, I didn't want to be run over and, and – and so she really mentored me and helped me, you know, just to be a friend, which was such an incredible thing. Wow. You know, she really has just been um, a remarkable, remarkable person through all this. Sounds like a blessing. That's, no, it really that's is. That's yes, amazing. Sure. Um, so, you know, speaking of traditions in, in the southern part of it, um, you talk about traditions in your book and um, – you mentioned, you know, that you want to make people feel loved and special, create extraordinary celebrations to kind of, you know, foster memories. And I love that because, you know, I feel like in these busy times, we're all so, so busy. If there's one thing that we can do, and I know as a mom, that I'd want to provide just a great meal or a holiday meal or something that's memorable, that when they leave, they're like, remember when mom used to make? Or remember when she used to light candles on the table? or You know, like those types of things. Mm -hmm. So I love that you talk about that. So what does that look like for you in your family? What what was that inspirational for you in this book and and what did that look like? I think it's totally my love language is cooking and entertaining for my friends and family. And I think I didn't really realize it until I got married. And it's not my husband's love language. <laughs> you know, he grew up, you know, eating um uh cookie dough, store bought cookie dough, and which I didn't know existed until college because my mom always made cookies from scratch you know and they ate fish sticks and that kind of thing and you know they were playing sports hardcore and doing that kind of thing so food and and was just dinner at night but food at our house was like a family sit-down experience and my mom was making these huge dishes and we you know it was kind of my family's love language and so I didn't realize until I got married and then it wasn't his I didn't understand that everybody wasn't like that you know um, so I think that cooking for him and cooking for my kids and my family and and hosting is really my way to show them that 
I love them. And I think it all stems from my grandmother, you know, did that. And she hosted big, elaborate Christmas Eve dinners and Easter lunches. And and we can totally blame her for, for the book. I do a lot <laughs> Thanks, of blame grandma. her right, for, for all of this. So um, I love that. Yes. So, yeah, it's a long line. I mean, my brother cooks. My sister's cook. My wow. stepdad cooks. My dad cooks. We all are just cooks. And, and I think um, when we – when my sister-in-law came into the family she's not a big cook and she just was so intimidated like she needed to be a cook with the rest of us and we're like no, just enjoy it you know yeah. like just, just let him cook for you right yeah. you're great at other things you know <laughs> like just lean back and let my brother cook for you so exactly just um, own your own gifts right yeah for enjoy. sure because if i could have if, if there's anything i always say it would just be somebody who can cook really well for me right i know I don't know. She could, can like <laughs> clean like nobody's business. We're like, oh, that's a you're tough the one. Best yeah, addition <laughs> to this family because we'll all clean and make a big mess. And then mm-hmm. she, I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, she can clean. So wow. yeah, we're really working it. <laughs> Sounds like you have the best of both worlds, right? Right. There. I know for sure. That's awesome. Yes. Um, okay. So also in your book, I want to mention that I loved when I came across. First of all, I love coconut. And I love – I've had coconut cake before. Obviously, I'm dying to make yours. Yes. Um, so it kind of caught my eye. But then I read into your story about you and your husband, Brent, who is also an alum, um, which yes. I, I love the whole idea of high school sweethearts. Right? Yes, we did not in date in high school. Okay. We were very good friends. Actually, my best friend dated him, and I oh, dated really? his best friend. I know. Yes. Yeah, so um, I was a sophomore well, that's like a whole he was a senior. Other podcast. I know, right? <laughs> Um, but I mean, my best friend was my maid of honor at my wedding. So, I mean, we're all still great friends and that's all our best friends are like from here, from BA and I mean, yeah, we have all stayed so close. So it has been, we were all just together for Thanksgiving actually. So, um, yes, yes, we're both alums. So that's um, awesome. So tell me, um, I want you to, to share this because it's pretty cool about what you did for your wedding and the coconut wedding cake and how you made several yes. different okay instead so, of a traditional which was really cool <laughs> right so we got engaged on thanksgiving and we got married in february so it was like a three-month engagement which my sister was getting married in january she's had like a year and a half and she's like i can't believe you planned it in three months it was a little bit crazy but we wanted a winter wedding and i didn't want to wait a full year we had dated for seven years so it was like let's just and you know how to plan a party so right clearly it was like <laughs> I can totally handle this. Um, But I think I just didn't want, I don't know why, how the idea came about, but I just didn't want the traditional three-tier wedding cake. We really wanted um, something special. And since we are such foodies, um, I'm kind of the baker in the family, so I always bake everybody's birthday cake. Um, So just... Um, everybody's birthday, everybody knows I'm bringing the cake, and I know everybody's favorite flavor, and I know everybody's favorite recipe, and you know, and I kind of have it stockpiled. And so I thought it would be a fun idea in lieu of a traditional wedding cake to do um, a cake that represented everyone in our immediate family. Um, so I think, I can't remember, I think we had like 12 or 14 um, round three-tier cakes uh, on different cake stands that um, were everybody's favorite flavor. So I think my mom was, you know, chocolate on chocolate. Um, and then we did these beautiful um, kind of wooden banners on on each cake that showed um, kind of honoring everyone in our immediate family. Um, and then the best part was everybody at the wedding got 
whatever favorite flavor their cake oh, was because yeah. we had 14 different flavors of cake that um, is awesome. and then ours was that. ended up being coconut so um brent and i so it was just a great tribute to our family and kind of a nod to them and kind of the foodies that we are um and we got to have 14 cakes at our and there's nothing wrong wedding. with that and it was way cheaper than i mean a exactly. three-tier cake. Than a million dollar <laughs> Right, because they were cake. just like birthday. It was like 14 birthday cakes. Now, did you make them or have them made? Oh, or? no, no, no. I had them made. But I was. I was going to say, I don't know where you'd find time uh, for that. But. I am the perfectionist. I was like in my curlers, in my wedding dress, arranging the cakes. Were you yeah. really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, if I had to go back and do it, I would have hired a wedding planner. I'm like, what is wrong with me? So my sister, she was like, will you help me plan my wedding? And I was like, I will help you do whatever you want, but you have to hire a wedding planner. <laughs> it's a lot. I'm impressed it's you did it in three months. Yeah, it was a little, a little bit crazy. So, but sounds like this so I love that story so I'm so yes. glad that you shared that but um I want to get to because you know we're heading towards Christmas weeks away and all the parties yeah. and all the um even when showing up and bring a dish you know having people over mm-hmm. you know business parties whatever you know you name it and then New Year's you know on the horizon right. I'm, tr- I'm trying to wrap my head around that to be honest with you I can't even, <laughs> I can't even believe no. we are at the end of 2018. But that being said, I would love some advice, um, maybe some recipe ideas, decor, things, maybe even if you have ideas, make things easier, great things to take to a party. I would just love some direction on maybe, you know, our listeners. Right. So our holidays have changed because we have lots of little ones now. So I have a 10-month-old. She's the youngest. And then we have I guess five cousins and the oldest is eight so it's like really the younger um thing so we used to do a very formal christmas eve dinner um and now it has changed into a pajama party i mean that just shows like um from adults to kids um so now we just do a pajama party and it is i guess you could call it a potluck which is funny to me that it's not really a potluck because my family growing up everybody always brought a dish so i guess everything has always been a potluck growing up but so it's a potluck. Everybody brings something, and it's a PJ party, and we open gifts. Like, it's just super. Everyone shows up in their pajamas? Yeah, adults, my that parents. That is amazing. Yeah. I love and, that. And, and it's, like, gotten higher every year. Like, the stakes for the funny pajamas, like, are in- insane. Um, so, yeah, we'll all. And so it just feels, like, super relaxing. It's all about the kids. I mean, it is just, like, Christmas is all about the kids now. Um, I believe it. So so cute. I think it's just embrace where you're at, you know. Um, And I've had to let a lot go with little ones because my ten month old is walking, so she's uh, they undecorate the Christmas tree every day, you know. And I have fake packages underneath my Christmas tree because they unwrap the packages every day. That's a good idea. And so I just wrapped thirty empty boxes, and they can play with them, and I don't care, and I'm not stressed about it, you know. And they they helped me wrap them, so they know that they're empty, so they're not like begging to open gifts every day and and that kind of thing. Um, So I love that idea because I think about when my kids were little, and they would open, and I would Uh put them under the tree, and then. They would open them, and they would come to me like, can I play with this? I'm like, no, what are you Where doing? Where that? <laughs> My husband has stories. He would unwrap gifts and then very carefully wrap them back. So then he would know. And I'm like, no, no. So he's a little bit mad that there's fake gifts. And I'm like, I'm not because I'm not stressed about it. Like, they could jump off the couch onto one, and I know it's not, you yeah. know, a breakable ornament for Grandma. So um, we do fake gifts. <laughs> and I think it's just, I mean, like I was telling you coming in, we – we have a holiday tradition of 
painting a plate for Santa's cookies every year. We paint oh, pottery. I love that. With the, with, we started it with my youngest. I mean, and it was a little, we did it last night, and it was a little bit crazy because there was paint everywhere. And, and, and my husband's like, uh, we're both, he and I both are kind of OCD, and so we want it to be the perfect painted platter sure. with their hand printed. Yeah. And it's like a hot mess, you know? I mean, it's <laughs> just No like, calligraphy or anything. No. <laughs> um, so I think it's just, with little ones, it's just like embrace the, we, we went to see Santa yesterday and my three-year-old cried because she's afraid of him. Terrified. You know, it's yeah. just like embrace right. the season and embrace the their um, wildness, I think. Um, but as far as hostess gifts, the best hostess gift I've ever received was... Um, Somebody brought me um, dishwashing gloves and a bottle of champagne. So when everyone left, after everyone left, I could open a bottle of champagne and wash dishes happily, which I love. I don't. That's awesome. I I hate anyone helping me wash dishes. Like I think everybody should enjoy the party. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once everybody leaves, I like to go change into my pajamas and turn on some music. And it's like my zone. Like I really enjoy right cleaning the house after everyone. It's like decompressing. For sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's a great idea. Um, so that was a fun hostess gift. Um, and then I think this year I did really simple decorations. Um, I did a lot of fresh greenery. Um, we do fresh, we do live Christmas trees. So we've got two up. And then one is for the kids. And we decorated it as a family. And it has the big old-fashioned colored lights on it. And the other tree is mine. <laughs> and I decorate it beautifully and it Nobody is touches the street. it is perfect <laughs> and I decorate it in the middle of the night while everyone's asleep and I really enjoy it um but so I think that it's just I mean you have to relax through the holidays oh, especially can, with kids you absolutely do yeah for sure um but yeah so I think and I think it's all about traditions and, and carrying those on and I think creating new traditions has been fun with our kids um it's hard to let go of old Traditions that you had when you were little, yeah. um, and and finding the the balance between carrying those on or making new ones for your right. family. Um, so I think that's been hard when with little children, um, but it's been fun to Im- imagine new things. And and the pajama party has been a fun part of that. I love that. Now, if you were to go to a, if you need kind of like a last minute yummy oh. hors d'oeuvre or something that you need to bring to a party and you're what what is a good suggestion you know or something to take with you right okay so in the book i did um every 90 percent of the things in the book are make ahead because i really think that it's important for the host or the hostess to enjoy the party so if you're trying to get a beef tenderloin you know cooked last minute or saute some asparagus you're not enjoying while you're trying to open the door and you know right while you're trying to open wine for people and and open the door and take their coats and it's just insane so i've really wanted to do everything try to make as much ahead as possible and that's how I kind of make my whole life work. You know, it's like yeah. with lit- especially with children, you have to make things during nap time and, you know, make things the day before when you have a minute because dinner time's a little bit crazy. Um, so I did um, Christmas morning. I've got a couple recipes in there for Christmas morning that are sausage cheese balls and sausage pinwheels. Yeah. And, and I think those are great appetizers, too, to Absolutely. to people's houses. Um, and I'm always, like, the sweets person. Everybody kind of looks to me to make the sweets for parties. So there's a great um, frozen peppermint cheesecake in there mm-hmm. that you can make now for Christmas. Like, it will stave in your freezer for okay. months um, to know. so go ahead and make it now and then you've got christmas eve dinner dessert done 
two weeks ahead of time. Um, so it's great. Chocolate eclairs are in there. They're my family's favorite. I saw those. They're a little bit more labor-intensive, um, but you can still totally make them ahead. Um, you can make them the night before, and they'd be great. Um, I know. That seems a little intimidating. But on the other hand, as I was looking at a lot of your recipes, you know, they're not, like, overly complicated. Like, right. they're, they're things that I make for me because I, if I have the time, I like to cook or bake. I wouldn't call myself a baker well, or a cook. Well, I'm not but a I professionally can... trained chef. You know, so this is coming from a at-home, self-taught, learn from my family. Which makes it so real and easy yeah. for the rest of us to follow and do. Well, and there's there's such a wide range in the book from Rice Krispie Treats, which everybody seems to make those brown butter Rice Krispie Treats. It's like been the Saw hit, that. one of the it's hits of the my book. Mind. <laughs> um, you know, to the smoked brisket chili, which is a little bit more advanced, or the chocolate eclairs. Um, so I think it runs the gamut from... Really simple, novice baker. I haven't really made anything before. To someone that, you know, is a more advanced cook can enjoy it too. Right. Yeah. So I I think that – and that's kind of my range of – from my family. I mean, we're, I guess, more advanced cooks. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still like to get in the kitchen with my kids. You know, I like to make Rice Krispie treats with my three-year-old. You know, so I can't have an advanced (laughs) recipe with her. So, and I think that has been the most heartwarming thing of the book is seeing people cook with their family from my book. Um, Like, makes me tear up when somebody will send me a picture of them and their daughter cooking, you know, chocolate chip cookies for my book because I'm just like that's what the whole point of it was is to bring people together and enjoy one another and make memories and if my book can do that then you know it's a job well done I know it's one of the things my daughter and I do together that we love and she's actually a better baker than I am but love to bake it's just that fun time we have together um okay so what is your I'm I'm dying to know what is your favorite out of out of this book I know you probably have a lot but if you you had to pick like a sweet and you know or savory okay so the book is broken out seasonally so there's four sections by season and i i can always name like my favorite from each season i guess at the time so i legitimately cook from my own book because it's like been a compilation of all my favorite recipes so i will pull it out and be like okay what you know what's next this season um so i've made so many this year the salted caramel chocolate pecan pies which is my family's favorite for Thanksgiving. Um, I'm getting ready to make the peppermint cheesecake. Um, I love there's a um, potato corn chowder, which is, like, great for this time of year, or tortilla soup. Mm-hmm. I've really been dying to make that lately. Um, Sounds so good. The pumpkin waffles are to die for and I really like to make them ahead of time and pop them in the freezer and then just pop them in the toaster in the mornings oh okay so you can take them freeze them freeze and them. then kind of like a, a like healthy, an ego. Yeah, I was just gonna say it like is, an at home version absolutely of a, and they're like they smell amazing it like makes your house smell like pumpkin in the morning every single morning I mean um, yeah I love doing that um, what else do I love right now um, I, I'm ready for like the peppermint um, like sugar cookie kind of realm of things because I'm so ready for the holidays. Oh, I know. We're big peppermint fans too. Yes. yes. But like the, you know, the lemon blueberry tart in the summer is killer. Um, that the, sounds like a great thing to take to like a summer party. Yes. Oh my gosh. And my mom's like a chocoholic, but she dies for that lemon tart. And even my, my sister's boyfriend this year was like, could you bring the lemon tart to Thanksgiving? And I was like, <laughs> 
I don't think that that's Thanksgiving worthy. He's like, look who at my cares? book. It's another season, right? He's like, who cares what season it is? No, so, oh, yeah. you can't go wrong with lemon any time of year. So, what will you be bringing to Christmas um, in so, your pajamas? <laughs> right. So, I host um, Christmas Eve, so it's at my house. Um, so, I'll probably do a big, huge charcuterie board, um, meat and cheese, and, and there's a how-to in the book, which is great because. We're just like, we like to linger and lounge and, you know, that's like a great pick-me-up. Um, there's also a great, like, pimento cheese recipe in there that is um, awesome. Is that, a, that's a southern thing, right? Is pimento cheese a southern thing? Yes, I think anything, like, mixed with mayonnaise is a southern <laughs> thing. <laughs> I like, came from the north, mayonnaise so I, but I came here pimento and cheese. people said, you have to try pimento For cheese. For sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a great pimento cheese recipe. So I like pimento cheese and charcuterie, so I'll do that. And then I'll probably do um, the side dishes and dessert. It sounds like I'm doing a lot, actually. It oh. does sound like you're doing a no, lot but of the, the boys, uh, menu. Right, the boys handle the meat, which is always so helpful. Um, so my brother or my stepdad will probably make um, like a beef tenderloin and a turkey and and, and that kind of thing. And I'll do probably do, you know, sweet potatoes and green beans and in the whole shebang. Yeah. And I'll probably make this year. I was going to just make peppermint cheesecake, but I think everybody's requested the chocolate eclairs too. So I'll probably be making both. Okay, clearly we <laughs> all need to go to your house because right? that sounds amazing. And we'll all be eating in our pajamas <laughs> and watching the kids open presents. So it's just like the best. That of sounds like all an awesome worlds. Christmas. Right? And I think maybe I'll make popovers too this year. What Have you had a popover? I don't think I've had a popover. What? Okay, what Holy is that? cow. They're like life changing. It's like bread but not it's like egg based huh so it's like eggs and flour and that's about it and you put it in a like a 500 degree oven for like 15 minutes and they kind of pop over the muffin tin um and they like are this crispy goodness like bread on the outside but then kind of like doughy on the inside oh goodness yeah you have to make bread is my weakness what page oh you love (laughs) the popovers then (laughs) i will be trying oh yeah and mom's yeast rolls Mm -hmm. the yeast rolls okay yeah i'm i'm gonna be doing a little cooking over uh, clearly yeah it's not like a weight watchers book it's definitely (laughs) (laughs) neither of the holidays i just i just you know throw it out the window (laughs) yeah don't start counting your points (laughs) now december january forget about it for sure not even gonna happen yeah well, this is awesome. Do you have any other advice or for our listeners in terms of holidays? And I love the idea of your uh, host gift, hostess gift. Right. I think That's it's just really neat. Lean in and enjoy your family and friends. I think that it's just we stress out about everything being perfect. I know. And with Instagram and Pinterest and all of that, and I mean, I feed into it because I think my Instagram looks styled and perfect, but it's not. It's just enjoy the wrapping paper mess on the floor and enjoy paint on the counter and enjoy sprinkles everywhere. There's Absolutely. My house is covered in sprinkles right now. But I just have to lean in and not stress and, and do as much as you can. And uh, then Ahead of time. Ahead of time. And then yeah. buy the cranberry sauce that you didn't get around to making. And... <laughs> own it yeah. you know like just be like this is the best christmas ever you know you gotta let some things go so i think that it's just relax and enjoy the ones around you because food and family yes absolutely right. absolutely so goes so well together thank you so much katie for taking the time <gasps> to talk you. to us i know i'm gonna and- wander the halls oh back to my old stomping grounds i, I know, know right <laughs> see how this place has changed but um you can get so much to celebrate katie's book um Anywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, 
and it could be found anywhere. And it is an awesome book. I, I mean, aside from the fact that the recipes look so good, and I'm dying to try these, it's so beautiful. The pictures are so pretty. Thank you. Thank and I'm such a visual person that when I see stuff Me like too. that, it's like looking at that coconut cake and like, that is happening this weekend. <laughs> I That's love all I that. Say about that. I know it's from the spring <laughs> section, but just forget it. <laughs> it I'm, no, seriously, I'm, I'm also making it for Christmas. I, oh, I'm, and that is going to be on my to-do list. People do is they turn rosemary upside down and stick it in the top at different levels and they look like little Christmas trees on a coconut cake. Oh, I like and that. And then it looks like Christmas trees on top of snow. It's so beautiful. I'm yeah. going to do that. To convert it over for the holidays. Yeah, it would be pretty okay. with some rosemary on top. Because we're all bringing something. And trust me when I tell you, I've been looking through, I'm like, I'll uh-huh. bring that. And I'll bring that. See, I want to come to yours. I know. We just It'll need be a good. big potluck. I know. But we don't do the pajamas, and I am going to make that recommendation this year. For sure. For sure. Pajamas are the best. Well, thank you, Katie, so much. Thank this you. has been awesome. And, um... Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas Christmas to our listeners and we hope you come back and listen again. Be sure to check out her book, So Much to Celebrate, and we look forward to seeing you in the new year. Thanks for listening. It's always great to hear the wonderful stories, moments, and insights from members of the BA community. If you have an idea for a podcast episode, we want to hear it. Just visit BrentwoodAcademy.com forward slash podcast to submit your episode idea today.